think my whole job is a story in a weird way where, you know, I get to see the weirdest, most interesting things every day. And I'm kind of thrown into these situations that I would never be in otherwise. That was San Francisco Chronicle photographer Jessica Christian. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on the podcast, we feature artists, photographers, journalists, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 27, part one. Jessica worked at the SF Examiner before getting her current gig at the Chronicle. In this episode, she shares two tales of covering homeless men, two stories with very different endings. Here's Jessica. The one that I wanted to most highlight is when I met this man named Neil Taylor. We were doing um, a piece, kind of part of the Chronicle. When I was, this was when I was the San Francisco Examiner. We were doing a piece as part of the Chronicle's SF Homeless Project back uh, in 2016 in the summer. It was June, where the idea was that every news outlet in the Bay Area was going to dedicate an entire day of just homeless coverage to kind of try and make this impact to highlight what's going on in not only San Francisco, but Oakland, the Bay Area in general, what we can do, try and find solutions. And so I think our angle that we went for was uh, highlighting the sweeps that San Francisco does on the homeless population, how they go into encampments and they kind of clear out the tents. They bring police. Sometimes it's, you know, at six in the morning when no one's expecting it and they're constantly moving people around. Um, My assignment that day was to go down to Division and Ninth Streets, kind of in the middle of Soma, kind of where Soma and Mission meet by the Best Buy. Big tent city. A big tent city. Mm-hmm. So, like, that whole area has always kind of been a space where the whole, all the sidewalks are lined with tents. The city does all they can to put these barriers up to kind of prevent that, but, you know, where else are they going to go if they keep moving them? Um, when I was down there, I came across this man. His name was Neil Taylor, and he was putting his tent up for the day. Um, he was sitting next to this wall when I found him and on the wall it scribbled it said Neil the cops came and took everything I'm sorry and chalk Hmm. and I got this image of him kind of looking down at his feet while he sat next to that wall after reading it because his things were not there right and it was a note that was left after the city had actually impounded this walker that he needed to use you know to walk so what happened was I hung out with Neil for a few days while he you know got his tent together got his things back talked about his most his most prized possessions and he kind of told me this story about his wife had died about three or four years ago and not actually it was longer than that his wife had died in the next the last five years and after she had died he didn't find any any point in living in the house that they lived together pretty much their whole marriage so he decided to go onto the streets and kind of make it on his own Hmm. he pretty much just decided he wanted to give up that place and he didn't have any money or anywhere else to go so Hmm. he had been homeless for a few years He was also a veteran. Um, So what happened was we published the photos. We ran a story kind of about how the city took his items without telling him where they were going. There was no opportunity for him to get them back because they basically crushed them. They crushed his walker. Yeah. The story came out and it turns out that after that story, the veterans affairs people that help with housing homeless veterans reach out to him and he was able to secure some housing for a few months. Okay. Which was an amazing, amazing experience for me to like I, use, I was able to use my job as a photographer to kind of impact this person's life and raise awareness, which is why we do what we do every day. Right, to give volu- volume to his story. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that his decision to leave his home was in the midst of his grief yes. over his wife. And yeah, and his pride, too. Mm-hmm. He was too proud, and he didn't, 
asked for help. He was a simple man. He had a daughter, and we still we still are not sure where his daughter is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really rewarding to know that. And I had gone out looking for him multiple times, but it's sometimes hard when I make connections with homeless people that are always moving. I can't, you know, find out. They're not in the same spot every day because of the right. sweeps, because of other things happen. They lose things. They get sick. Yeah. They find housing for a short period. They find a job, um, which is great instances, right? And so... I guess what had happened, the terrible part about this story is that after our story ran, the city also decided that they were going to give him money for the walker they crushed because they were getting a lot of heat for it. So they had a check for like, I think it was $950 that they were going to find him and give to him. And when they found him, he was dead. So they found him on the street. He was already really sick and failing health and he had just collapsed. Um, So it was unfortunate that you know that was a tragic end but they were going he would they found him trying to give him the money and trying to give him that redemption after crushing his things yeah and it's stories like that where it's just so heart-wrenching for me sometimes to have this job where i have problems going into people's lives for a short period of time making this great connection with them realizing how great of a person they are and like really being inspired by them and then i I leave you know sometimes i don't get to see them ever again and i think about them all the time you know Another story I have in that instance is that the examiner, we had covered um, kind of the housing lottery that people go through. Have you heard about this? Yeah. So the office, I think it's the Tenderloin Neighborhood Association Development. They put on this housing lottery where there's a certain amount of units for below market housing rates that people can apply for. And you pull a certain number um, and it's from one to, you know, 200 or 300. And depending on what number is what, what, where you are in the line to get housing. So right. we had met this man named Will Bruce who for f- like 10 years had been applying for this housing lottery. Mm-hmm. Never got a number over like 43. Mm-hmm. So he was 43rd in line That's and that can take years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't know how long that takes. So we went to a housing lottery, kind of started talking to people around there and he was really open to talking to us. Um, and he was a simple man. He was a choir singer. He lived in an SRO in the mission. Um, he was nice enough to invite us to his house, trying oh, wow. to see like, this is where I'm live. I'm trying to get a bigger space. It's too cramped in here. I don't have, he's an older guy, so he needs more resources, more, you know, privacy. His own bathroom would be great. He let you photograph in his house. He let us photograph his in his house and he was just the kindest guy. And like, I could tell he was a little lonely. Like he didn't really have any family in the city, he didn't have friends. And he was kind of, it's hard because there are people that I photograph that are pretty vulnerable that they they find a connection with me too and they want me to be friends with them and I'd love to but sometimes the ethical boundary of like hey I have to do my job it's Work. hard for me to like spend time with you outside of this job but I don't want right. it to feel impersonal. Right. So he let us photograph. He showed me photos of his choir and like I was really touched by his story and like he was just such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And then actually so this was about a year and a half ago. Okay. Last week he called me and he's like, hey, guess what? I got housing. Whoa. I won the lottery. Nice. And it was just kind of like, I was thinking about him all the time, making sure like, I just wanted him to be okay. He's <laughs> in the back of your feeling. mind. Yeah. I'm just like, I just want you to be happy and healthy and like yeah. fulfilled because I feel bad. Like sometimes I feel like I'm exploiting people and I have to remind myself like it's not exploitation. It's kind of raising awareness. You know, that's the other thing I have problems with photographing homelessness a lot of yeah. the times. Because it's hard to do it in a dignified light when sometimes the stories that come out aren't as respectful as I'd want to be to that person. Right. Sometimes the stories come out where it's kind of generalizing homelessness where the photo that runs with it is a person that I made a connection with that was really great to me that, you know, had a story to tell, but they aren't highlighted. So, so that's where that's where your work um, sort of differs from the writing itself. Yes. Right. And you can't 
I can't always, always you can't control that. that yeah exactly so yeah. and I don't know what the story's gonna be half the time they'll right. give me a general summary this happened I mean it's not it's every newspaper you know mm -hmm. and it's and it's justified that they do stories that they have to kind of talk about the entire population and it's hard to photograph that in a way that isn't singling out one person right. or one, one community of people in a certain area. Right. Um, so it's different. Like sometimes, like I said, with Neil, it was a tragic end. With, with Will, it was really a great kind of wrap up. And he asked me, he's like, hey, I remember you told me you'd help me move. Like, are you down? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like, I will now. Cause, and then I told the examiner, I was like, hey, like he got housing. You should follow up with him and do a story. I'll probably be in the photos because I'll be helping him move out. <laughs> You're there, you know? And it's kind of full circle like that. Did you help him move? I haven't yet. He, oh, it's, he it, said this in just May. Happened. Yeah. So oh, in wow. the beginning of May, he's trying to move out. So in a couple of weeks, I plan to help him. Nice. Out. Yeah. Wow. That's a good, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Success story. So it's just little things like that where I, I think the interesting part about my job too is most of the time I have 15 to 30 minutes to make like a really intimate connection with the person, make them comfortable with me in one of a, the most vulnerable times in their life, you know, right. depending on the story, depending right. on like, you know, I do a lot of stories where it's like I go to people's houses and like while they make dinner, while they get their kids ready mm -hmm. and it's kind of like really awkward I have to do everything I can to make them comfortable and like yeah. forget that I'm there because most people aren't used to having a person with a camera following them around in their home. Right. You know, your everyday person. And that's kind of what I love the most about my job is like taking time to slow down and tell stories in a way that, you know, people usually don't tell them. Photo wise, right. it's hard to capture a narrative sometimes with images, but as long as someone trusts me, you know, if they don't trust me or they don't feel comfortable, it shows in the photos and it doesn't make as much of an impact. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Bigale. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can find Story at San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All our episodes and Michelle's photos of storytellers are up on our website, storiedsf.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. You can reach us by email at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Check back Thursday for more stories from photojournalist Jessica Christian. <laughs> <laughs>